0: Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast, where we help one another find, keep, and share our confidence in Christ. I'm your host, Ainsley B. It's an honor to bring you some inspiring conversations with amazing guests. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to kindly ask if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect on Instagram, so find me at Ainsley B. Okay, I can't wait anymore. Let's get to know our guest. Angie Wisdom is a professional certified coach, speaker, and upcoming author. She coaches highly motivated visionaries, change agents, business owners, C-level executives, and individuals committed to creating meaningful success in a life they love. She is a member of Executive Coaches of
1: Orange County, International Coaching Federation, and a contributor to the Forbes
0: Coaching Council. It's fitting that her last name is Wisdom because she is full of it. Let's hear from her.
1: All righty, Miss Angie Wisdom, how are you today? I'm fantastic. Angley, how are you? I'm so good. We were just talking about you're in California. Everything is just sunny and beautiful, and I'm in Louisiana. Everything is sunny and beautiful and extremely humid, so that's our that's our differentiating factor there.
2: <laughs> yes, we've had a little bit of humidity, though, so I'm, I'm relating a little bit to you. <laughs> oh, really? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, wow. Huh. Well, it is. There's the little taste of the South over there That's in, right. <laughs> in California. <laughs> you got it. Okay. You have done some incredible things. You I've already read your bio, but just going back over it, like, I mean, a member of executive coaches of Orange County contributor to the Forbes coaching council. Like those are not Small trophies. Those are some incredible honors that you are a part of. So it, it's just really cool to me what you do and how you do it. So, how did you even get into this field and becoming a professional certified coach?
2: Thank you. That's sweet of you to uh, notice those. And yeah, you know, I started out in the financial industry a um, long time ago, back in 1997, and I was an investment advisor. And I was very much, we can talk Enneagram, right? Because you yeah, absolutely that. very much a challenger. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, you can't be in my way. And I was a goal getter and I could accomplish whatever I needed to. And I learned in those beginning years, um, you know, that there was so much more to just kind of putting your head down and having grit and perseverance and sacrificing everything to accomplish what you want. And so I really set out on this journey to go, how, you know, can I do this a better way? You know, there's got to be more than just making it happen at all costs. And so I was coaching from a standpoint, I was coaching people on performance and helping them get results. But through my own journey, I realized like, whoa, you know, there's a better way to do this. And if we start taking care of ourselves and you know, putting ourselves first and filling ourselves up, there's like a whole nother life to live. And so that's the journey I started to go down. And when I did the work on myself and saw the transformation, it was like, I've got to do this, you know, as more than just um, me, I've got to share this with everybody else out there and show them that there's definitely a way you can create your own life and, you know, live your best life.
1: Definitely. I mean, everything you're saying. I'm kind of um, visualizing my husband's world because he is in uh, the financial industry and financial services firms, and that is a foreign concept to me. I am like, yeah, I made a TikTok today for work, and he's like, yeah, I made a pivot tables (laughs) and you know (laughs) talked about a billion dollar deal. I have no idea. I'm like, cool. (laughs) Yeah, we cannot relate. But as I'm hearing you talk, I'm like, wow, like so many of the guys that, you know, he's worked with are probably suffering from burnout and just not, not having a world outside of work. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool that you, that you do that. And you work with, I mean, some C-level executives. Those are the people who I feel like Sometimes are the hardest to, I don't know, communicate with because they're mm-hmm. they've made it this far, you know, doing what they're doing. Have you found any like challenges with with that level of adult <laughs> professional? Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know, <laughs> and it's funny
2: because that those executives generally have gotten there, like you said for a reason, because they probably are that achiever, they are that challenger, Mm -hmm. or, you know, they have that pleaser in them too, that helper. And so they've kind of built this life and this success on, you know, giving to other people and never taking care of themselves, or, you know, kind of conquering any challenge at any cost. And so it's really hard for them to understand to let that go, right? Because that's what they believe has gotten them there. So it's, it's such fun work kind of unwiring that and showing them a different way, but absolutely it's a challenge, but it's interesting that around a certain age, people run into that and they're like, you know, it's worked this long and it's worked, gotten me this far, but like, I can't sustain this. I don't want to sustain this. Like this can't be what life looks like for the next 20
1: years. It's not happening. That's true. And I bet it's like the biggest light bulb moment for them to realize it just because it's been this way this long, it doesn't have to continue.
2: Definitely. And you know what the really fun and exciting piece is around that is that they think that by giving up that work and that trajectory that they were on, that they're giving up some success that well, and mm-hmm. i'm not going to reach the goals that i really wanted i'm not going to be as successful as i thought i'd be and it's it's amazing to see the transformation you're like oh no you're going to be even more successful you're going to have even more meaningful success and a life that you love even more when you get in alignment with yourself right when you do the work on yourself and you truly are at your essence so that's fun to see it doesn't all come from just that hard work and grit and perseverance all the time, you know.
1: Yeah, and not only will your life kind of be richer in the workplace, but out of the workplace. Like so at true. Home, on vacation if you end yes. up taking those.
2: <laughs> yes, and that, you know, that's so important because if you don't have that richer life when you step away from work, what's it
1: all for? Mm-hmm. Right? hmm Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you doing this work and working with the people that you do, you have to have a level of confidence going in. You have to be self-assured. You kind of have to be on your game pretty much with all these people. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, has there ever been a time where you just, your confidence was totally deflated and can you kind of tell us what that was like, if that's happened? Absolutely.
2: Um, I don't know that if I viewed it as like totally deflated at that time, but years ago, like when I got in the financial industry and I, I was that too, that helper, and I was a challenger, but there was a lot of that that helper in there. I didn't have my own identity. You know, I very much did what the role asked for. I was that pleaser. And anytime you're not in authenticity with yourself, it's really hard to have confidence. I didn't know it at that time. But when you're showing up as somebody else, when you're going, well, how are they going to feel about this? What are they going to think about this? How should I look? You know, what should I say? All of those things are a sign that there's a lack of confidence there. So, So I've absolutely experienced it before. And it wasn't really until I was 100% authentically me where I said, I'm comfortable exactly as who I am, that you really start to feel confident in yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I'm like, everyone has their own, I guess, journey in that, right? They kind of have that realization, and so I'm wondering, like, was there a turning point or a moment of impact that led mm-hmm. you to that point and to finding that confidence again? It was when I started to do, you know, the work on
2: myself when I kind of got to that burnout phase of going. I have so many different roles I have to play for people. Who do I show up as for this person? Who do I show up as for this person? That you can't even keep up anymore. And you're like, this is exhausting Mm -hmm. that I remember my husband saying to me, like, what, what do you like to do? Like, what's your hobby? What's your thing? And I was like, just as long as everybody else is happy. And he's like, no, 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 you can't. What makes you happy? And I'm like, everyone else being happy. And he's like, no, (laughs) let me ask you again. Right. And that's when I kind of had this moment of like, oh my gosh, I don't even know who I am. I am so busy being everybody, you know, being somebody that everyone else needs me to be. And I thought, I don't even know who I am. I am so, you know, tuned into what everyone needs me to be, that I don't know what makes me happy. I don't know where I'm finding joy. I don't know my strengths and weaknesses. And I set out on that mission to figure out who I was.
1: Now you've referenced like the work a couple of times, which is exactly what you're saying. It's that mission. It's that journey. What did that work look like for you specifically?
2: That work, it's the same work I do with my clients now, but that work is creating a relationship with yourself Mm. where you are committed. You are honest. You are vulnerable. You are consistent. Like you think about it. And your best relationships, right? Whether it's with your parents, kids, spouses, you have all these beautiful components of an amazing relationship. But if you look at your relationship with yourself, often we don't give ourselves any of that. And so that work, me going back and going, what is most important to me? How do I take care of myself? How do I show up for myself every day? what am I affirming using things that you probably know about people you have really great relationships with very, really set out to do it with your own self.
1: That's such a good point. It, it's you're so right. Like, and it's kind of, it reminds me of, um, you know, one of my best friends, she'll say something negative about herself and I'll say something like, don't say that about my friend. Mm-hmm. But, but we say that we say things about ourselves all the time that we would never say to a friend. And it's like, we are just, and whenever you think about treating others, like you would want to be treated, oh my gosh, you don't treat yourself good enough. Mm -hmm. So you don't, you know, how can you really show up as your best self whenever you're not pouring in, whenever you're not taking care of yourself? You can't. It's so true. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Absolutely can't.
0: Mm-hmm. I love the idea
1: of creating a relationship with yourself. I think that's really profound. It's such a good, um, almost visual, because we do see the relationships around us. We can we can conceptualize what those look like, uh, whether they're healthy mm-hmm. or not. And it becomes pretty clear that the relationship we have with ourselves can be rocky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. For sure.
2: It, it's... It's an easy one to neglect, right? There's nobody who's gonna like speak up about it. It's mm-hmm. just you. You know, you don't treat your, you know, significant other well in a relationship or an employee or boss or something. Somebody's gonna have words to say about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was talking earlier with someone. This is a little bit of a side note, but I was talking yeah. earlier with someone about abusive relationships and um mm-hmm. almost how you feel trapped in them. Like, how does that happen? And Mm -hmm. I was thinking how it happens is almost like you have thought something negative about yourself. And then the other person verbalizes it and confirms it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you suddenly feel like, okay, well, this is the only person who will love me and knows this about me, knows this thing, Mm -hmm. this giant flaw, this, um, I don't know, imperfection of mine that I know, they know it too. They verbalized it. And even though it's a lie, whatever this is, that can cause this feeling of being trapped because you're like, well, they're the only person who's going to love me. I have to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whenever it's, you're, it's so true. Whenever you're talking about the it's creating true. a relationship with yourself, whew, it got me.
2: Yes, I can see that. And it it really is true because in that example that you use, it's interesting too, because once you hear something and it creates a feeling in you, right, that pit in your stomach or that negativity, we tend to believe the feeling is confirmation, Mm. right? So if I feel that kind of pit in my stomach, that must mean it's true. And it's not. The reality of it is, is that when you think something, it generates a feeling. So we have the responsibility to choose those thoughts if we don't want the feeling that comes along with
1: it. That's so good. I'm literally writing it down. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, choosing the thoughts. Like, I mean, I've heard before, you know, feelings aren't facts. And it's almost mm-hmm. because you're saying like choosing the thoughts that almost lead to these feelings. I'm like, oh my gosh, like not only are feelings not facts, but we're choosing these things that are making us miserable. <laughs> yes, it's so true. We could sit here, Inslee, and and talk about
2: some miserable stuff, right? And you're going to get that feeling in your stomach. It's like, well, you chose to think about it. Of course, you're going to associate feelings with it. So it's so important. I always tell my clients, like, you're the gatekeeper of the thoughts that come into your mind. You know, I love to use the visual from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Remember seeing that in Veruca? It was like the bad egg or the good egg. Yes. you remember that at all? And I was like, when a thought comes into your mind, you have to be the one that either says, I'm keeping it or I'm getting rid of it. (laughs) I love it. That's your responsibility, right?
1: Yes, that's so good. I actually watched that movie the other night, so it's like fresh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right in your mind where she's in the little escape for the egg thing. <laughs>
1: yes, that's <laughs> so funny. So funny.
0: <laughs> if the Lord has ever felt far away from you, or if you just felt like He is not connecting, or you just can't hear Him, I have something for you that changed my life. And I hope it will change yours too. There are a few things that I do that really help me connect with the Lord, and I turn that into a field guide mini course for you to really connect with the Lord again and reintroduce yourself to Him, to rediscover your identity in Christ. It has been some of the most life changing practices that I've done, and it's essentially the first month of online mentoring because almost everyone that I mentor. We work through the same exact thing. So not only is it part of you know the online mentoring program, but it is only a fraction of the cost. So if you have been wanting to connect with the Lord, learn more about you know His voice and how you can connect with Him, this mini course is for you. It is on my website at ainsleybritton.com forward slash shop, and I hope you enjoy it. So you
1: have to have some tools. I, I know you have some tools kind of that help you stay confident and I'm sure you share them with your clients and stuff. And just based on what you have shared so far, but are there some more tools that you can kind of give us? Yeah, I the two most important things that
2: I get people to focus on are one, understanding your values. You have to know what's most important to you. That is at the core of who you are. And if you don't know what's most important to you, how in the world do you make decisions? How in the world do you fill yourself up? So that's Mm -hmm. that first piece. And then the second thing that is like an absolutely non-negotiable mandatory for my clients is you have to have that morning routine of creating that relationship with yourself. So I have like a morning mindset routine and I'm happy to send it to you so you can share it wherever you want. That is, takes you through this process 15-20 minutes where you are creating that relationship with yourself. You are tuning into how you feel and what you want to do about it, what your intentions are for the day, um, what you're praying for, what you're grateful for, you know your affirmations, like all these little powerful components that say I care about who I am, I'm giving myself the time to have this relationship with me. And create my day. One of the most powerful tools you can use.
1: Yeah, that's really neat. I think that we do often kind of get up and run towards the coffee pot and not really mm-hmm. take time to just think and be. So that's, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. Yeah, I would love um, to share that with the listeners and kind of what that process looks like. And you do it every morning?
2: Every morning, whether I'm on vacation, whether it's the weekend. Because if you don't, you get a reactive day. Mm-hmm. I tell people it's the equivalent of pulling up to the drive through window without it placing an order. You get what you want get. You got the stale egg McMuffin. You got the cold coffee. Well, you didn't order what you wanted. So doing that morning routine sets you up proactively. It's you saying, this is what I'm intending to do. Lord, this is what I'm praying for. Lord, this is what I'm grateful for. Um, you know, here's who I am to the world. What better way to start your day, right?
1: Yeah. How long have you been doing that?
2: Years. I don't even know. It's been a long time. I mean, it's just, and it's funny because somebody says to me, well, do you ever stop doing it? Like you do it every day. And I said, have you stopped brushing your teeth? I I mean, like, we're going to do that every day, right? I mean, you're going to eat every day. You're going to sleep every day. Yeah. What's 15 to 20 minutes to work on a relationship with yourself every day. So it's just yeah. another habit of like taking care of you.
1: Yeah. I love it. I'm excited to try it. I can't wait. And you know, what's uh, funny is that Good. I have like this, um, it's almost like a giant planner. I have like my planner that I'd like use. I'm a paper person, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then I have like a daily big, kind of list so I can see my day at a glance and it has like on the left it has tasks on the right it has like I can hour block my day really well but then above it it has like today's intention and then on below it it has like a gratitude list your top priorities and what to what can wait until tomorrow so I'm like this thing is almost setting me up for success for the um for probably a portion of yes the routine. So I'm like, Ooh, and I always ignore those, those parts of it, the intention of graduate, I ignore it. Cause I'm like, I got to get on with the day.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. You're so funny. Yeah, it's, it's, there's such important pieces, you know, to kind of having that day that you want.
1: Yeah. I can't wait. I'm definitely going to try it. So whenever you're thinking back, like, okay. In your, the, in your, in the thick of it, in that financial role where you're just hustling and almost entirely, um, you know, serving other people and forgetting what's important to you. What advice would you give that person? What would you say to her? And, and, and it's you, but younger.
2: (laughs) That I would tell myself it's more about being than it is about doing. Mm. I was doing so much. Doing, doing, doing that. I was, I was missing the present moment. You know, I was in search for joy, right? Always doing to find that that joy, but I was missing out on the very present moment that held all the joy.
1: Yeah. That's good advice for sure. Now being uh thinking about like being present and being mm-hmm. um I guess that's what comes to mind first. And I'm just wondering, like, how has making that change, like understanding the importance of that, how has that changed your life? Oh, gosh. I mean, the act of
2: being present has, and you'll think I'm exaggerating, but honestly has removed like any anxiety, any worry, any stress. I mean, when oh. you're in the present moment, that's, it just doesn't exist. When you trust who you are, when you, you know, then you bring your faith component, you trust God. There's no reason to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow or a week or six months or a year from now. And you just erase all of that. I sometimes joke with my friends and family. I'm like, I try to worry and I can't, (laughs) I just can't. I mean, it's just like, I'm right here and now, you know,
1: (laughs) that's incredible. (laughs)
2: It's bizarre, it really is, but that's what being present—that's how much it's changed um, my life. That it's taken out the worry, but it's allowed me to find joy in every moment. You know, the birds are louder, the grass is greener. You know, my kid's smile is wider. You just have a different set of senses when you're present and you're not thinking about that next thing
1: to do or that next thing you're trying to strive for. Yeah. I have a friend that is terrible at responding to text messages, like literally the worst. But whenever you're with her, you feel like the most important person in the world. And that's why she's so bad at it is because she's being present with wherever or whoever she's with. Yes. And it's just, uh. I'm always encouraged by it. I'm never mad. Like, I'm like, she'll get back to me in a week. Who knows? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not mad because I'm like, whoever she's with is feeling heard, seen, and understood. And that is always what I want people to feel, you know, when I'm talking to them, like, oh my gosh, I'm in a, I go back and think of like, oh my gosh, when was I not present? Like, oh, I wonder if I ever made someone feel that way. And mm-hmm. gosh, I hope not, but I'm sure I have at some point. It's hard. It's probably the hardest thing, I think, for people
2: to really conquer is the ability to be present. But as you just said, I mean, isn't it like it's magical to be in someone's presence who's mastered that? Yes. Crazy. You just feel like so connected. You can
1: feel that energy. I mean, it's amazing. It really is. And I think it's it makes the relationship that much more meaningful whenever you're whenever you are, because you're just like, yeah, I am with this person. We are in this, we're creating a memory. Um, Even if it's just a conversation, it's, it's, I mean, you know, forever kind of be in my memory because we are both fully here, which brings me back to, okay, well imagine how much better your relationship will be with yourself. Whenever you do these, these, this morning mindset routine and become present with yourself and with who you are and what you want.
2: You got it. You just, you just connected
1: full circle <laughs> for me, Amy. <Ainsley>. Yes. <laughs> it's just so neat. I love it. Like a drinking from your fountain of wisdom because I'm like, yeah. yeah, all of it makes sense, but put it it matters mm-hmm. most when we put it into practice.
2: Oh, absolutely. Have to.
1: have to. It's really cool. I can't, I can't wait. I'm like, all right. I'm about to, things are about to change. <laughs> so with all of your work and everything that you're doing, you're just pouring out. And I know you are, I'm sure doing a great job of taking care of yourself and self-care and all of that. But um, the best way that, you know, we know how to pour back in for you and bless you is to pray for you. So is there um, something that we can pray for? Everyone who's listening can kind of just take a second and pray over you. Yes. I would
2: love that. Um, It's been a not um, Christian. I didn't, I grew up Catholic and I didn't really have a relationship with God Um, growing up. I mean, I believed in God, but that was about the extent of it. And I have really transitioned. It's been kind of the most phenomenal thing with many of my clients. They sometimes don't have a relationship with God or somehow it's been disconnected and it's been the neatest thing to be that person for them to reintroduce that relationship because I found my relationship with God, um, it was probably about 10 years ago and it's just shown up so much for me. And now it shows up in my relationships with clients and literally the biggest prayer that I always ask for is that, you know, he kind of continued to light my path to bring the people to me who I can introduce and make that connection with for him. Um, I just truly feel like what used to be performance coaching and getting people results has changed drastically. And I really believe that I've been blessed with this gift for a reason for mm-hmm. him. And so prayers around that, that he continues to lead that and bring me the people that I can help connect with is amazing.
1: Yes. We will be covering you in that. That is awesome. And, um, partnering with you in that mission for sure. And then how can we keep up with you online and where can we find you? Yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: my Instagram is Angie wisdom life coach, and I'm always putting out good tidbits of information and videos. That's probably the easiest way to keep up with me. Um, There's my website is angiewisdom.com. Easy to remember. I'm always
1: happy to help, happy to answer questions, give support wherever people need it. That is amazing. You are amazing. And I'm just so thankful that you took time out of your day to share so much, so many good things with us. Um, I can't, I'm keeping in touch with you and I can't wait um, just to see what the Lord continues to do in your life. And I just want to thank you again for hanging out. Thanks, Ainsley. It
2: was a real pleasure. Love chatting with you about all this.
0: Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you, so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at AinsleyB, and my website is AinsleyBritain.com. See y'all later.